private party. Ain't nobody here but me and my angels and my guitar singing. Baby, look how far we've come, yeah. I'm having a private party. Learning how to love me. Celebrating the woman I've become, yeah. Oh my god, I love this song so much. I see. I don't know what kind of signals you're doing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I love this singing? song. I love this song because this song <laughs> talks about self-love and having a private party and, with and yourself. In entirety. Yeah, and I w- I would definitely like repeat this song over and over when I was like probably like in my teens though, like late teens because I was trying to discover who I was and I'm learning how to love myself because I didn't know how to love myself. And I think this song, and many of Indiari's song, has definitely um, inspired, you inspired to me you. to love me and be okay with me and know that I'm enough. Yes, I agree. And she also talks about, like, her boyfriend. Not Like, she tried to call her boyfriend. He didn't answer. She tried to talk to her mom, you know, trying to find solace on other people. And sometimes they're not around, so you have to look into yourself exactly. and be comfortable with with who you are, with yourself, and, and be listening by yourself. to yourself and being confident in yourself. Yeah, well, I love this breeze out here. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, little Miami vibes. I know Miami vibes, but anyhow, guys, thank you guys for tuning into another episode of She, she Talks. Talks. I'm TK, and I'm Janae, and, and you're listening to episode on self-love on self-love and i'm glad you guys are back for another episode i know the last episode was super fun i hope you guys enjoy this one we're excited about this one as well so let's dive right into this okay so how are you i'm good i'm love i'm glad that i'm off work Mm -hmm. because it's been a long day super long day guys um my day-to-day job is super stressful but yeah. it's good to just sit here and I look wind forward down. to yeah. wind down. We're having wine and we're winding down and recording um, our episode. And I look forward to every Thursday to just kind of be able to chit chat with Janae. I know when I'm working and I'm I have other priorities, <laughs> sometimes I don't see Janae. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm in the hospital. And actually, how are you, Janae? I didn't tell you, but I was in the burn center on oh Monday. Yeah, That's how it was you cr- are? <laughs> no, I like right now I'm good because school's over. I'm done. I passed. Yay! Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, you already knew that type of stress that I was dealing with. But anyways, that's done. But the burn center is like a center in the hospital where patients come when, you know, obviously like a fire happened. Or like one lady was in there for Easter. She was cooking and then the crock pot just exploded in her face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then we have to go into the OR and do like skin grafting. That's when you take like an autograph. You'll take your own skin and replace it just because your body is not healing that wound properly. And that's, that's a cause for infection. Your leg can be amputated. Anyways, there's a little 18-month-old baby in there that got burnt by cooking oodles and noodles. I, there's, like, a social worker on that case because it's weird. How how did that happen? Oodles but he oh. was walking in the hallway, and he just came to me Aww. on his little, like, he was hooked to the IV, so he, oh I couldn't God. pick him up, and I didn't know how to touch him because I, that was my first time in there. Oh, my God. But I was just like, baby. Aww. It was so sad. That made my day. My whole week, actually. Yeah, just he to see so a cute. child so helpless. Yeah. That's so sad. And he came to me of all people. Aww. 
<laughs> you do have a, a very welcoming spirit, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so that's how uh, my life is, and I've been chilling today. I'm reading. S- I'm so glad that you've been chilling. I have not. <laughs> yes, like luxury reading, because I've just been reading textbooks for the past couple of months, so now I can actually enjoy a book. There you go. And what book are you enjoying? <laughs> We're in this book club with my cousin, and um, so the first book they read was I'm Gonna Eat More Wine, and so I was like, oh, this looks fun. This looks Wait, that's Gabrielle Union's... Um... Yeah, Gabrielle Union. Yeah. But then Shout this one's book is a little hood book of books, so I'm like, eh. But I mean, it's still, it's okay. It's a little hood book. Well, yeah, you know, like, um, Sister Soldier, The Coldest One Ever. Oh my gosh, like that's how she was making her book like? Like, who? Was, no, like, Gabrielle Union. Like, what's the no, book like? No, I'm saying this month's book. Is a little hood? Yeah. Oh, The Coldest it's, One Ever. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it's, but there's no, like, real substance to it. Anyhow. Anyways. But um, that's a part of self-love because you were able to, to 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 step away and kind of like have some moment to yourself, which is super cool. Yeah. yeah. So what's self-love to you, Trina? Um, Self-love is discovering... Um, self-love is, is, is ultimately loving yourself. And it's obviously simple, but it's, it's more to that. Um, you are lo- loving every part of you, whether you've gained weight, lost weight, you, you're the version of you in your teens, a version of you now. Like, you're loving who you are evolving into every single day. And you're loving your inward self, your outward self, your thoughts. You're, you're truly... Downward and upward. And <laughs> you're really just diving in... Listen, it sounds very spiritual, but you are really deeply in love with yourself. And I think that's self-love to me. Everyone has different definitions. <laughs> but that's self-love to me because that's how I that's how I get in tune with myself. And I love myself. And knowing that you are enough. Mentally, you know that. It's like second nature. You know that you're enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess self-love to me is Loving yourself unconditionally, so like mm-hmm. what you said, whether you're big or small, happy mm-hmm. or sad, and just loving like your darkest moments as well, like not pushing those off as like, you know, a negative trait of yours, but knowing that that's part of you and how to overcome that and how to work on that and over, yeah, overcome it. So I think loving all of you completely and and its entirety is self-love like mm-hmm. yeah like every part of you should be loved exactly i um, agree yeah um so it's like taking the time to honor yourself and treat yourself and respect yourself so um so why is it important to have self-love it's important to have self-love because you are able to understand who you are so that other people won't take advantage of you and so that other people won't tell you who you are and so that other people won't mistreat you because when you've discovered who you are you love yourself and you know your worth you won't stand for any and everything because you know how you should be treated because I'm like this is how I love myself Mm. okay so if friends so if you treat yourself with a certain degree or like on a certain you hold yourself on a certain pedestal and somebody 
else should do the same. Yeah. You're like, I don't even do this to myself, so how dare you treat me like exactly. this? Exactly. I get you. Okay, exactly. Um, It could be also, it's important because you have to be in tune with yourself at all times because you were you came out your mother's womb by yourself whether you're a twin <laughs> maybe you're a few seconds apart but you came out your your mother's womb by yourself you you should understand who you are i mean god created relationships but also god created relationships with him, with him as well and also one of the things too is this if you the Bible talks about loving your, love yourself as you love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you don't love yourself, you, you're not able to love the next person. And if you don't love yourself, you cannot care for others. That's why it's important to have self-love because it's, it is, it is, it is, it's, it's definitely critical for any other relationships that you have outside of yourself. Yeah. I think um, that is important to love yourself. Mainly because, first of all, you are yourself, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if you, if your gas tank isn't full, or if your cup isn't full, then you have no room to pour into another person's cup. So you come first, first and foremost. Like your exactly. brain, your thoughts, everything that you do comes first, and that needs to be fueled. And if it's empty, you can't pour into someone else. So like that, that comes into you as a wife, you as a mother, you as a friend. You as a, like, student, you as anything. Like, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're not energized, then you can't, you can't live, like. No. And I, and I strongly believe that when people, you know, I, I you know, it's, we live in a society where people are not okay with being by themselves. They're not okay with having me time. They're not okay with taking, stay, stepping back from the crowds, the crowd sometimes and getting in tune with themselves. Because we live in a in like like instant gratification environment, we live in an environment where there's so much to do around so many people, but no one really knows who they are. So they get into these relationships, and they're like, "Okay, well, I want you to define who I am." This person can't define who you are. You have to know who you are before you step into this relationship. Because what are you offering? If you're offering yourself and you don't know yourself, what are you really offering? And friendships, too. If you are, you, you can't be a good friend if you don't know who you are. Because how could you love me? How could you love your neighbors yourself when you don't know yourself? And I think it's so important. Like, it's totally, I love me time. Janae knows this. I love me time. Where I can just sit back and watch my favorite movies. And it's not often that I do it. Because obviously you need human interaction as well. But... I can I I love stepping back and really dissecting. Okay, who are you this week? What? How did you do this week? I love to talk talk to myself and say, Trevina, like, this is what's going on in your life. How are you going to categorize? Like, or just just chilling and just being okay with being by myself. Maybe I go to the movies by myself. I've done that in the past. When I was on this super long, like, single journey where I wasn't, I really was not dating anyone and I wasn't interested in dating people. And I just wanted to learn how to love myself more so that the next man that comes along cannot take advantage of me and cannot tr- mistreat me and I'm okay with that. So also when you, when you have self-love for yourself, you're able to have healthy boundaries with other people because you know these healthy boundaries that you have with yourself. So... 
I, I, I really, I believe in me time. Janae, what do you think about me time and, and stepping back and the society that we live in now, not, not loving themselves and, you know? Um, I think that you have to recharge because if you're so, if you're on like a super high vibration, then sometimes you're just empty and you can't really give into yourself, let alone others. Yeah. So it's important to step back and really listen to your thoughts because that's what's going to process your next steps in your next, your future. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that I would do or that I do is I'll go to the park just be alone with nature and God. Um, I'll read books, listen to podcasts, um, go to the gym. I really love hot yoga now. So <laughs> I'm yeah. in the hot yoga studio. And sometimes, okay, yoga, there's no in-between with teachers. Yeah. It's like either they are on some Buddha, like, chakra, find your inner self. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like... Or they'll be like, find your inner cow pose. I'm like, you huh? mean like stretch my spine out? Like, <laughs> chill. Like, cow pose. Or sometimes they'll be like, okay, you're really just elongating your back and you're loosening up your pelvic floor. But other times they're like, it's the grasshopper pose. And then you want to go inside and really deep down and find the hula chakra. chakra. You should be a yoga instructor. No, because that <laughs> freaks me the <laughs> I'm I'm scared when they get too deep into yoga like oh that. Oh my god! Like I'm I'm in it for the exercise. I don't need no cats coming at me. Like Lord. <laughs> but um, so I do hot yoga. I go to the gym. Um, exercise, like shower baths. I really love hot showers and listening to music. Or I love cleaning with music on. Yeah, that's good too. I love that too. Just like something to recharge yourself and like be able to. Be re-energized for the week and to give back to people. Because ultimately, that's what we're created to do. We're created to love others. We like, are. We are created to give back and um, to respect, but most importantly, like, give to others. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Jesus did. Um, so if you're if you're not there, if you're not fueled, then you can't do that. So you need me time. You definitely need me time. And I, and I can't stress that enough. Like, people... Some of my friends, like, they'd be like... Why, why, why you ain't pick up our phone calls, girl? Because I am enjoying myself. I don't pick up, I don't care, I don't care who you are. I'm not going to pick up my phone when I just need to recharge. Because because sometimes you can't give them anything. Like, no. You would pick up the phone and it'll go into one ear and not the other. Yeah. Or I might be irritated. Somebody just thought, okay, cool. Did you hear what I said? No. No. I did (laughs) not. Because I'm a little irritated right now, so I need some time to myself. Like yesterday, I just wanted time to myself, and my phone was off the hook. My phone is a little dry right now, but my phone was off the hook yesterday, and I was just like, the time when I really want to sit down and, and catch up on something or watch something or read my word or read a, like a chapter in a book, mm-hmm. somebody would call me. And it would be multiple people. So I got a question. So the whole Aisha Curry thing. Yeah. And how she said that she would appreciate if she would get more male attention. And pretty much everybody's coming at her for saying that. Like, if she's married, why is she seeking validation from other men? How do you feel about that? Um, Going on that, just for a quick moment, honestly, I... A lot of women 
whether you are single or married, want to feel desired by other men for some reason. They mm-hmm. do. They just do. Wanna they want to know that you want to see if you still got it. You want to mm-hmm. be like, oh, dang, I still got it. <laughs> this dude, this dude, that dude is looking at me, but too bad you can't have me. I got a husband. I got a boyfriend. And it's just an inner thing that every person have. They may not vocalize it, but everyone have that inner like desire for others to be still attracted to them mm-hmm. because it's like okay well she's not dead she's definitely gorgeous um she's definitely a bomb wife bomb mother bomb businesswoman who wouldn't want to look at her she's gorgeous mm-hmm. but she's t- she's talking about how women respond to her husband more than they respond mm-hmm. how me- more than men respond to her and i think sometimes because she's taken a backseat so many times and letting him shine so much, I think she probably feels a little insecure. Like, okay, well, well, am I even desired? I know I'm a mom. I know I'm a wife. And I know that you love me. But am I desired by other men? And I think that it's, it's, it's a fine line. Like, you can't want too much of that. It's okay for you to desire it because you're still human. You're going to want to know if you still got it. But it does. It shouldn't matter if you like. I know everyone's gonna say, "Well, it shouldn't matter that as long as he loves her and it's all your attention, your husband gives you." Yes, but we live in a society where marriage is not glorified anymore. I think we live in a society where, um, you know, everyone wants to be desired by different people, and monogamous is not being glorified. As, as much as all being having eyes for one person. And I think that's... Well, I don't really think that has anything to do with it. I think, not the, like, the marriage being glorified thing. I think what you were saying earlier with um, how Seth gets every girl... He's a... What is he, like, a DECA millionaire or something? Like, mm-hmm. or, not a DECA, but... He's a multimillionaire. I'm not he's one of the me. richest athletes. But, um... He gets all attention from women. Yeah. And like you said, like she's been dating him since she was 18 years old with the same person. Three kids. Her body has changed. And she's not getting the same attention as him. So it's like the kid in the pepper alley. You remember the pepper alley is people used to scream for you. So, you know, like one kid comes and like, ah! And the next one is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. like that kid who gets like one clap probably feels like, oh, dang, I'm not like appreciate it i'm not loved i'm not you know what i mean and i think that one clap kid is probably how you should feel you know what i mean like yeah steph goes out into uh, or wherever he was charlotte and everybody's down his throat but she steps out and it's no one because she's so used to that limelight and um kanye west on keeping up with the kardashians he said he wanted to move to chicago because when he's in chicago he feels loved he feels like people want to see him. People say his name. But when he goes to L.A., nobody's, like, checking for him. Everybody's on Kim. So mm-hmm. why is it when Kanye says it, it's okay? But what when Kim says it, I mean, when um, Aisha says it, it's a problem. I think I guess that they're, they're just really... taking it out of proportion. Like, they are. She just, she just, she basically said one sentence, and she basically just said that it will be nice if other men validated her. But, I mean... But then the, she's I think, married. I yeah, get it. But the way she said it, she shouldn't have said. But I'm glad that Jada, Jada she was able to clean it up. It. Yes, she kind of cleaned it up a little bit because 
She Ain't nobody checking. saying that she's not looking. Her radar is off, so she can't see that other men are looking for her. And on top of that, being that she's a woman, men are going to respect Steph and not, like, go out of their way and no, holler at her. exactly. But some women are not going to be respectful. No, they, mm-mm. No, they're not. And, and she's not think. always around. Exactly. But Seth, um, Steph, Steph is always, like, he's a, he's a faithful husband. I think, I don't know. I just think that. Everyone has different insecurities and it goes back to loving yourself. Yeah, I think it and comes back to self-love. Self-love and knowing yourself and working out those insecurities within yourself. And it's easy for her to be insecure because she's in the basketball life. Like, yeah. And all of situation. them are nipped and tucked. They're all tucked. And she looks like she's pretty natural. I mean, she looks like she yeah. got little fillers in her face, but... I mean, for the most part, she looked natural. <laughs> she no, she did look a little. Well, no, I think it's just her the baby. face is filled out. It could be the baby. I think the weight, baby weight. Or it could be the fill. I don't, I don't think know. she would like. I don't. I don't take her for a type of person that will put fillers in her face because she is. She has full lips. She has full lips. She has um, she has full like her eyes are bright and gorgeous, and her face is round and proportioned. I don't take her for that type of girl, but. I mean, hey. I mean, needless to say, she's just around a bunch of celebrities who are very gorgeous and, and nipped and tucked. Nipped and tucked, and they're she, not. They're not. They're not. And that can kind of create insecurities in a woman. I, so. Exactly, especially living in LA. But I'm not sure if they live in LA. Or they, they live, live in, in Charlotte. Oh, they live in Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, cool. But um, so yeah. Have you ever been in an insecure relationship? I have. I've been in an insecure relationship. Um, I will never forget this guy I was dating. Um, it was back in at Liberty, and um, actually, our my friends actually introduced us, and we were in a um, we were actually from the same town in New Jersey, and um, I was just visiting the campus before I decided what um, what what college to go to. And I wanted to move away, and I just felt like God was pulling me to liberty, and I just wanted to be certain that that's how that's that's the decision I wanted to make. And I remember um, we just hit it off really well. Um, we hit it off really well, and not only that, like you know, because of familiarity of being in the same city, I felt comfortable with him already. Um, I didn't have boundaries where I'm like, oh. You know, you know that cat and mouse chase. I didn't have that, so like I was readily cat and mouse. What do you mean? Like you are readily available. You're not like you're not. You make time for the person, and he was like a GA of the basketball team at Liberty, and um, he he like for example, we were talking for like a year and a half. We were actually dating for a year and a half. We weren't official, and. I didn't find anything, I didn't find any problem with that. Like, I didn't find any problem with that because I was like, oh, well, he's in grad school and, you know, I should be so, I should be understanding and, you know, I shouldn't speak because I didn't really fully know who I was. I was still learning who I am. And not only that, this person was taking advantage of that part of me. And um, he would say stuff like, I would ask him, like, do you, do you like me? He's like, I don't know. And I did not find, like, that's a problem when someone says they don't know if they like you after being around you for a year and a half. And being with you for a year and a half. Yeah, like, why is he still talking to yeah, you? Yeah, and, 
And How don't you know by now? Exactly. And so he would ask me to so do certain things. So why would things. you? Okay. Never he mind. would no. He would ask me to do uh-huh. certain things, and if he's like, if you don't do it, like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna feel this way, or he'll just jilt me into doing stuff. And not only that, like, he was just very, he was an insecure man. Like he would, he would, he would purposely not tell me I'm beautiful, and he would like play mind games with me, and it made me feel so insecure. He was a master manipulator. He was a he was a liar. He was a cheater. He was it was he was I mean <laughs> honey, he was he was he was with Satan, like literally. I I would call him the son of Satan. Um but you know, he's God's children. everyone's God's children until they sit down with Satan and write their their There uh, he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right there, um, you know, life away in blood. Um, but (laughs) I'm just saying, but what I'm saying is that relationship, I I will always pinpoint that relationship as the most, um, toxic, most insecure relationship I've ever had in college because I don't ever want to go back to that. And if anyone was to make me feel that way, I will walk away and I don't have a problem with walk away from anybody because I know my self-worth and I know that any other man will want to be with me because what I bring to the table. And when you as a woman can step into yourself and say, you know what, either leave, leave or take this, you're able to sit, you, you, you know your worth. Nobody can come to you and act foolish. Nobody can come to you with foolishness because you've set certain boundaries. You have certain standards. And when you love yourself, you have certain standards. You know your worth. So that was one of the, the, the most insecure relationship I've actually, honestly, the worst. I was the worst. <laughs> and I've had some jokers. But that was the worst. Worst. The, the jokers. Wor- jokers. Right. Bozo. Oh, Mama I know. The <laughs> Bozo the Clown. That's what we used to call them back in the day. Back in um, 2010. But. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> but, <okay. laughs> but Janae, like, what about you? Like, what, um, have you been in any insecure relationship? Can you name one? Yes, I can. Um, my, I guess, most, I don't know if it's most recent, but, like, so basically, I haven't really been in that many relationships. I had, you know, like, high school things. And then, sophomore year to probably, like, 22 years old, I was with Gloriana's dad. And then after that, I was with you know, this little stupid asshole. And that relationship lingered. I'm sorry, but he was. That relationship lingered until, you know, like, last year. So that was a pretty, like, deep, dark relationship. And it was it was horrible. Like, he would say, like, would you want to hold your hand? Like, because I'm really touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. And I would try to, like, hold his hand. I would try to, like, hug him. And he was like, get off me, get off me. Would you want to hold your hand? Like, would you want to touch you? That is so terrible. And after hearing that for, like, several years, kind of, like, knocks down your self-esteem. And pride And kind of like, damn, well, would I want to hold my hand? Yeah. Like, you start thinking, like, because it was a very um, vindictive and manipulative relationship. Yeah. And um, I realized... Like, last year, it took me that long to realize that he was acting that way so that he could break me down 
so that I can always be with him because he realized my worth. Mm. I realized that I, because when I stepped in, I was always very confident young woman. You know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, I, whatever. I was just always confident. And so when I was with him, I was, like, confident. And he would, like, just break me down every single day. Like, break me down. And it got to the point where I would just feel like I looked in the mirror and I'm like, damn, I am a piece of shit. Like, I have to be this way. Why Why would this person who loves me tell me this thing? It must be true. Yeah. And, um... So it hurt, and kind of like it. I've been trying to work on it this year because mm-hmm. I realized I didn't realize the impact that it had on me mm-hmm. until like you know other relationships. But yeah, it was very crazy abusive relationship, and I felt very insecure in it the entire time. So how are you healing from that? That sounds very traumatic. It is traumatic. Um, I mean, I just kind of, like, have to tell myself daily that I am worthy, I am special, I am smart, I am pretty, I am worthy of getting my hand held. Yeah. Um, And then also, like, I don't know. It's, like, weird because, like, even when I was in the relationship, like, my guy friends, like, when I would tell them stuff like that, they were like, why are you talking to me? Or even my girlfriends, like, why are you talking to me? I'm like, there's plenty of people who want, like, who want who want you and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, when you're in the middle of that, you're like, no, that's not true. Like, he, the one who I, who has my entire soul does not want me. So why would you want me? So, um... So do you feel... Now that... Huh? Do you feel like that relationship has conditioned you to love bad boys and not conditioned you to look at good men and say, this good man is enough for me and it's as exciting as a bad guy is... And breaking me down for so many years. A good man with good morals is is needed because that's what I deserve. I mean, so I guess I've always been attracted to, I wouldn't say bad guys, but... That person is a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't bad, he's just Everybody has has a little thrill for the black... Yeah, I mean, everybody, I mean, even I... All right, whatever. So, I guess, like, I mean, I was young. I was, like, 21. So, at the time, like, like I said, like, my entire relationship has been nothing but, like, hood. I would just say Tyree is hood. Gorgon is that. He's not hood. He's just northern. He's from Philly. Yeah. And, um, so he got, like, street in him, but he's not, like, hood. But, um, i always been attracted to, like, people who were from, like, the streets, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because even as a child... I lived in the West End, so I would go to, like, Pine Camp over the summer, which is in, like, Northside area, and I would get so excited, because I'm like, oh, my God, these are black people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God, they, like... You hear this, listeners? <laughs> they kill flies with their shoe, like, oh, my God. You're such a valley girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was attracted to that, but, I mean, as as I'm, like, now that I'm older, I don't really think his relationship made me, like, not like hood boys anymore. It was just that me getting older, I realized that... They're not good for you. No, they have too much trauma. Mm-hmm. And they bring it into their relationship. relationships. And like, you- I realized that it wasn't me that was the problem. It was him. It was his childhood, where he came from, where he grew up, where he didn't know what love was. So yeah. he couldn't reflect it. Or he couldn't give it to anybody because he didn't love himself. Exactly. So, and it goes back to self-love for oneself. Mm-hmm. And self-love, it goes for everyone that, need, that needs self-love. 
So, I mean. Yeah, like now I don't want any of that. I want somebody who's healthy, who's whole, who is available to love themselves and love me completely. And doesn't make you wonder about whether you're going to be on good terms with them because I think that shows if that person loved themselves because if they're... if they're able to express that to you, that means they love themselves. And no one's perfect. Yeah. Nobody's perfect in this journey of loving yourself. You're going to have moments where you do dumb stuff. You're going to do dumb stuff. You're going to be like, why did I let this person I take advantage? I guess that's the thing. Like, how do you... Because the way you're making it seem is that, like, you just wake up one day and you completely love yourself. No, so, it's like, a process. So, like, how do you love yourself? Like, how, well, like, where do you start? Like, where did you start? I started with God. And how, like, on a level of 0 to 100%, like, what percentage are you at right at now? Right now, uh-huh, loving yourself. I am, honestly, I'm at 90%. Okay. I'm at and 90. And how did you get to 90, and when did you get to 90? I, wa- I got to 90 after the last, um... The last guy that I was seeing that I really, that I fell for. Mm -hmm. The last guy I dated that I fell for after he did me really dirty and he made me feel so horrible after that situation. I looked at myself and I said, you are enough. And even though this situation may want to break you, it's not going to break you. You are worthy of a good man. You're worthy of... Some you are worthy of being a good wife to some a good man. You're worthy of being a good mother to wonderful children, and you are going to receive that. But first, you have to love yourself. Yeah. And I started with God. Tell yourself. I had to tell myself. They say that, um, like, what you think is actually true. So, like, whatever you think, your cells know no different, no different. So, like, if you think that you are, like not worthy you think that you are um incapable of being a wife or a good spouse then that's true but if you think that you are worthy of love if you should be valued then that's true as well so that's why daily affirmations are so powerful Mm -hmm. because what you think is real like whatever you think happens like your cells inside of you believe whatever you think Mm mm-hmm this is Negative very true. or positive. So you start with God. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I believe in God the Father. And I believe that Jesus died for me. He loved me so... He loved all of us so much that he died for all of us. Speaking and because of Jesus, like, during Lent, that's how I, like, kind of started to heal. Mm-hmm. Like, during Lent, I would... I printed out this, like, scriptures of daily reading. And I would read most of them. And I also, I also fasted because this person, like, broke me down so bad that, like, I just didn't know, like, where to start. I'm like, everything in life, I just felt like I was a failure because that's how he made me feel. Like, the after effects of him. Even though it was, like, a long time ago, like, the after effects, I just felt like a failure. So I would just, like, read and I would fast. And then, like, finally, I believe that, you know, I am... I have a good personality I think I think I'm kind I think I'm smart and I think that I'm worthy of a good person and mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm a like anything that that person made me feel like I was no and even if you don't get that right away keep I mean, believing I don't, it I, what? 
No, I'm saying sometimes we don't see the manifestation of those things because we don't feel it. But uh. if you keep saying it, you'll feel it. You have to almost tell yourself that no, you are I, enough. No, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel it. Yeah. I know I am. No. Yeah. Because I mean, I've been working on myself before Lent, but, like, I think Lent just kind of solidified it. Exactly. And like, it helped you, helped pushed you. Yeah. Because now I look at that person, I'm like, why did I talk to him? Like, why? Like, mm-mm. Would God send that person to you? No, because God loves you so much. And the creator that created you and the stars, look how beautiful the stars are tonight. If the creator in the universe, of the universe, can create the stars so beautiful, of course he created you, which is gorgeous. You're beautiful. And when some human, another human being that's possessed by Satan comes and manipulates you and... <laughs> and the, I think that's the other problem. I am a fixer. I love people and I try to fix them. So... I'm like, oh, you're you're flawed somehow. Because like you said, God creates beautiful people. Yeah. So whatever issues that you're having is because you're flawed. Like let's let's try to find out why. So like I think we as women we always try to like fix people. Like it's not your job to try to fix someone. If they wanna be fixed, then they'll reach out and try to be fixed. If not, I had to learn that the very hard way. The very no, long you way. Can't fix I would just be like, What is wrong with you? Like he was raped and all his other stuff in his childhood. And I felt really bad about it, and I tried to, like, talk to him about it. I tried to tell him counseling. I tried to be the counselor. But, like, Mm-mm. you can't fix people who don't want to be fixed. Nope. You can't fix and someone that doesn't love themselves. And it's not your job to be fixed. Like, you need to find somebody who's 100% whole already. Or if they're not 100% whole, at least they're trying to, they're working towards it. Yeah, and everyone has to go on a self-love journey by themselves. You, listen, if you're married right now and you don't love yourself, you need to go on a self-journey by yourself. I know you're married, but you need to take time out for yourself. So what would that look like, a self-love journey? A self-love journey is pretty much starting with starting with the creator of the universe. Starting with him first, knowing who you are, reading through scriptures... Um, if you don't like reading through scriptures, maybe you listen to music that is inspirational and uplifting and you like look up words of affirmations about knowing that you are enough, loving yourself with or without these certain people. I am enough. I God created me here for a purpose. I'm here on purpose. I was not a mistake. Sometimes self-love also could be getting help, like counseling. There's yeah. a stigma of course. And the black community about mental health and if you go to mental health and you're crazy or you're, like, this person is taboo. Like, you're ostracized from society. But I feel like if you are that, like, deep down and low, then you need some, you know, some professional help. Someone to talk to. Like, to help sort out your feelings. And that's a part of self-love, too. Like, recognizing that you actually need help. Alongside with, you know, getting in tune with the creator, um, writing down daily affirmations, like 10 things that you like about yourself, 10 things that you maybe don't like about yourself, trying to figure out how you can make that list shorter, how to fix the things that you don't like about yourself. Like, how could... What are you doing? You look like you're about to cry. No. Oh. <laughs> continue. Like, <laughs> your face, like... No, Continue. But as you said, like, go take a journal every morning and just write 10 things that you like about yourself. And, um, like, or maybe, like, start off 
one day, like write mm-hmm. one thing that you like, day two. And before you know it, a month is out and you have 30 things that you like about yourself. And I then agree. also, don't neglect the sides that you don't really care for because you need to try to work on that. Exactly. And try to fix that. And I believe in doing other things like exercising, um, maybe um, whether if you want to go to church more to be in tune. Um, having getting massages, just sitting back and watching te- like finding things that in, that that you enjoy doing. Sometimes meditating is actually good on self love because I have the hardest time meditating because your your mind is so so noisy. I know everyone's mind is noisy until you mastered meditating. It I takes used to a medita- while. Like it takes it does. like ten to three thousand tries. Like when the yoga part and you meditate, they're like. Close your eyes. Think of the sun. Like, everything, like, in the world that's happening goes into my brain during that time. I'm not really still. I'm not really peaceful. It's definitely a practice to meditate. But one of the yoga instructors said, like, to think of, like, whatever comes your way, whether it be, like, bills or, like, you know, kids, like, stuff for, like, the kids or stuff for work. Like, think of it as a cloud and just watch it float by. Oh, I'm gonna have to so, do that. Like I'm gonna have to meditate quiet tonight. And then a thought comes by that's negative, then just picture it as a cloud and just let it flow by. And I used to meditate like 2018. I started to me- like I went through a hard, like hard hard time because I didn't have did not have the job that I wanted that paid what I wanted. Now that I have a job that I love, um, and I didn't have, I had like these little part-time jobs in the beginning of 2018 because I was trying to finish my degree and I couldn't do a full-time job anymore. I actually quit my um, my corporate job um, at the end of 2017 so I can focus on finishing my degree because I had put it on hold um, so I can actually, so I had to pick up these part-time jobs that weren't really like, I wasn't really invested and so once I graduated, it was hard for me to find a job here. And not only that, I was just so depressed and I was so sad. And I could not, for the life of me, like, understood how did I hit rock bottom. Like, I'm a go-getter. I love, like, being driven and, and all that stuff. But that driven side wasn't in me. And I didn't love myself. And so what I would do, I would try, I would try these, these apps that weren't like, you know, it was like, it was still like, um, safe for my spirit because I think that anything you put in your spirit, you should, you, you should have boundaries. So it was a good in, um, meditating app and I would meditate on it. It's like, be still, (laughs) close your eyes and not think about today's journey. Today was hard. Maybe today was hard. And the person would say, maybe today was hard. Maybe you didn't feel enough. And it was so soothing. And I was like, meditating is amazing. But I went away from that ever since I moved to Richmond because the hustle and bustle of my job and other things, of course, this podcast and um, just other things, too, that I've been doing outside of work. Um, but, yeah, I think meditating is, is definitely important i might just do that i might just start and start that tonight actually after we're done recording i might just just close your eyes and 
Envision yourself on a beach. I would love to do that. Guided imagery. Yes. That's one of the things that we tell. <laughs> we tell patients in the hospital. One patient was um, withdrawing from alcohol. Oh my god! And Think about and I that literally cup being filled like, you're not drinking. Have you tried guided imagery? <laughs> it was like, nah, but I tried oxycodone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm over him. He like when I come. I'm over him. Because like, the textbook's like teach your patient about guided imagery. <laughs> Think about. I was like, it works. Try it. Try it does it. definitely work because I'm thinking myself on a beach. Like, somewhere. what about deep breathing? Diaphragm breathing works. Drinking is not yeah. always good for you. That some people be like, that's self love. No, it's not. You're making yourself an alcoholic. Find another thing that. No, that's shows not true. Um, it's drinking in moderation is actually it good is for your heart. Moderation. If you drink white wine a glass a day, it's supposedly quote unquote good for your heart. Don't really know besides. The research, but I don't really trust Western American research. Because they love to drink. It calms you down. Like if it that's does. your thing, like drink a glass of wine and wind down. Yep. Um take a trip, go to the beach, travel. Just re energize. Re energize. So we are going into our our yeah. fix your crown segment. I'm gonna say why is it important to feel secure in your relationship? It's it's important for you to feel secure into your relationship so you don't suffocate the other person. No, it's important for you to feel so secure. You know what? Suffocate the other person. But it's it's important for you to what? feel secure in your relationships so that you 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 uh you you feel like you have trust in your relationship. When you have security w- within yourself that this person that I love or this person that I'm dating or this person I'm friends with is not going to hurt me. You can be yourself with them, and and knowing that when you're around yourself, I think yourself, that's what it is right there. The fact that you can be yourself. If you don't know who you are, you're pretending to be someone else that you're not. Exactly. And then you will follow for whatever goes. If you're not confident in yourself, anything goes. Exactly. So you need to love yourself in order to be secure in your relationship. And being secure in your relationship is the only way a relationship should flow so yeah so your fix your crown segment let's let's go dive into it fix your crown my favorite part fix your crown segment is where we give advice to our listeners um my fix your crown is just for those who are listening that may feel insecure they may not feel enough they may not feel they may feel like they need that toxic relationship that they need to be around people constantly because they need constant validation, step back and understand that the creator of the universe created you. And if even if he didn't create anybody else, he would still create you, which means that you are special. And that means that you are here on purpose with purpose. And because you are here on purpose with purpose, you have a job to do in return for the creator in honor of him to love yourself so that in return you can love others so please please do me a favor and just find the time to find time to 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 love yourself enjoy things that make you happy so that you can be at peace with yourself and if you are not at peace with yourself baby girl or baby boy you have to step back because once you love yourself, 
Others will see that and they will in turn love you authentically. It will be attractive. It will, it will be glowing all over you. So that's my fix your crown. Love yourself, booze. <laughs> yeah, and, and mine, my, I guess my fix your crown is in toxic relationships, whether it's a personal, like a, a situationship or like a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or even a friendship, end it. If they're not loving you how you should be loved, then it's not worth it. He's somebody who loves you completely. Um, love all of you, even the weird parts. Love whatever makes you unique mm-hmm. and whatever makes you different. Um, I would say also appreciate yourself and uh, encourage yourself mm-hmm. and as well as reward yourself for mm-hmm. accomplishing big things and big dreams mm-hmm. and big milestones. Mm-hmm. Love yourself all the way. Love your flaws. Tell yourself every morning how beautiful you are. Love your skin that you have. Love your eyes that you have. The color, mm-hmm. the shape, the every the texture of your skin. Love yourself entire in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And that's all, that's all I have. Well, we have a... I actually have a quote that I would love to read to I found this quote today because um, I try to I try to find quotes every single day to kind of speak to myself, speak to me. Mm-hmm. And this quote is, it says, "Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Be clear on how you want to be treated. Know your worth always. Mm-hmm. And that means with or without a relationship, you need to know your and worth. And even not in relationships, just like." when it comes to professionalism and in a job mm-hmm. like if they try to lowball you on a price or if they try to overstep your boundaries you know that you're worthy of this you're worthy of getting paid X amount of dollars mm-hmm. you're worthy of um, saying no like learning how to say no is a part of self love so knowing your boundaries is a part of like what you just said of self love exactly. not letting anybody walk over like all over you exactly and the quote i have is make peace with who you are the purpose is to love well you to unveil the layer of protection you've built around your heart and reconnect with your wholeness so there's like a journey of finding yourself or refinding and rediscovering who you are not finding yourself like people like philosophers have said like it's not about finding yourself but it's rediscovering who you were before the world got its hands on you. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And with that being said... Shankra. Shankra. Just kidding. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't even Jesus. know. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of She Talks. I hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful episode of self-love. Don't forget to reach out to... Um, the resources that you have in your um, your home state or your your city right now. Maybe you're dealing with um, mental, mental illness right now and you may need a therapist. It's okay to reach out for help and to learn how to love yourself. So. Yes, definitely. It's a stigma in the black community. Let's get rid of it. And don't forget to subscribe to our IG, She Talks RVA, and our podcast, again, She Talks RVA. And definitely she.h.s.h.e talks on Spotify. 
Make sure you follow, like, and share, subscribe. and subscribe. And, and follow we'll us. See you guys, or hear you guys, or listen to you guys. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> next week. <laughs> On the next week episode, stay tuned, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.